Holla ballers and a bro fist to you all. It is Friday once again and we are here to celebrate the weird and wonderful things that happen all over the internet. When anonymity is the name of the game. When being mysterious and hidden is everything you want to be and you can behave in a way that you never would in the real world. Because, of course, you take your gaming very seriously, super seriously. Just as we have, we have been balls deep in Guild Wars 2 this week. I've been playing through all new things. We have reached the level cap. Uh, now we're into horizontal expansions, which is a brand new thing for me. I'm investigating how this works, how it can be maybe translated ideas that work for other games and stuff. And add to the feedback that we do provide to games that are in development. All those kinds of things. It's been super interesting. Doing extra dungeons. We're currently taking part in the living world. Which is actually a living world. Where they changed the main base world. To include further storylines. And uh, they've been fun. Started badly. Started a little weak. I almost quit them. And moved on to the expansion. But the remaining sections have actually been really, really good. So I'm kind of glad we stuck with it. Uh, as new characters have popped up. Which are far more interesting. And far more fun. Which is great. Uh, we will have some news on PreachCon pretty soon. Our PreachCon big meeting is next week. So for those of you waiting for PreachCon info, it does look like it's going to be sort of mid-July, August. Uh, this year is when we're looking for it. And we should be able to enable more of you to come. Kind of. We're pushing it a little bit. We're aiming for about 500 this time. I know a lot more of you want to come, but... There is a line where we have to start doing security and all that kind of stuff, especially for all the content creators who visit. Uh, so, you know, we're trying to toe that fucking line a little bit uh, so we don't have to make it so, you know, everybody has to be hidden away and they can enjoy the freedom that you guys allow them to have at the PreachCon events. So, that is the plan. But that's not why you're here right now. We're here for some interesting stories. I'm kind of curious about this one. This looks like a team that has been crushed and decimated uh, I kind of want to know what's going on. It's just called The Bad Guild. And we've all seen them. Many of us have been a part of them at some point or, in or another. Even if we didn't realize it until much later. We've joined that team. They seemed polite. They seemed friendly. And then it all fell apart. So our stars for today, our wonderful website supporters, uh, will be Lightcaller, Steadfast, Nino, Alahard, and deflection 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 that's a good rapper name actually deflection that's a really good rapper name that's very cool so for our new viewers keep your eye out for the red flags <laughs> keep your eye out but to our live audience right here in our chat these wonderful people that are joining us today uh we need a guild name we need a guild name to go along with this uh a bad guild name what's the kind of guild name you would have because it's a bad guild and you recognize it immediately that if that guild carries that name they're probably terrible uh usually it's a try hard name honestly liquid ha 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 grand theft codo seen many of them around there's a lot of good grand theft codos the shitters the bro club they usually have a really like hardcore name to be honest necron the darkness invincible semi-hard oh i like that semi-hardcore that's a red flag all of its own semi-hardcore yeah i like that very much all right oh this is a private message to me uh sorry for my english mike i am not a born english speaker you guys never have to apologize for that i will translate it's all fine i am a native swede 
However, I do believe that I hold significant mastery over your native tongue. I might not sound like proper English when I talk, oi oi, but I have no issues with there, there, or there. Now that I'm done flexing, we can move on with my tail. Okay. <laughs> Sweet power is what will carry us today. About me. Since I do believe that some of my guildies watch drama time. Hello. There's probably no point in hiding my identity from them, since this will probably be rather identifying nonetheless. Okay. That's on you. I keep everything anonymous. We use names from our supporters. As you can see, we keep it anonymous as much as possible. But... It's on you, man. It's on you. So, for my guild, you should know that I am... Oh, he's admitting his, he's admitting his identity to the guildies if they're watching. I'm the meme video guy. For the stream to understand, I have made, at, points, uh, at the point of starting to write this tale, 21 meme videos ranging from 30 seconds to 6 minutes long. It started with rather simple editing of existing videos, pasting character names over people's heads and the such that you've seen before, which later on evolved into actually making original content, including two parody covers of different songs. Shaman gets Sulfurus, decides it isn't enough, and le levels a Moonkin and gets another Sulfurus on his Moonkin. Yes, I am that guy. Was it worth it for the gold? Yes, it was. Okay. You're the legendary sniper. There's going to be information popping up that you, Mike, aren't going to agree with. You might not even like to have me as a viewer after this tale, but maybe we can have a little fun. Is that you admitting guilt? Is that you pre-guiltifying yourself? I will be the judge. These are my jury. But I will be the judge. That is what I will tell you. I will be a judge. Let us begin this tale. Back before Classic WoW was announced, I was playing some private vanilla servers. Then they, of course, announced Classic. And like most private server players, I was over the moon that it was actually happening. I made plans on what I wanted to play, with whom I wanted to play with, how I was going to play. The issue was that I absolutely did not want to make the guild. It's a pain in the ass, and I didn't want to do it. So, I started browsing. I don't know how many different guild recruitment posts I went through, but it was certainly a lot. And this is still months, months before the game had even released. I found two guilds that I was interested in. A try-hard guild with a guild master who likes to argue for the sake of arguing. And semi-hardcore. They had a very appealing mindset. Their recruitment message was very friendly. I will repeat it to you now. Okay. Can we spot the red flags? Semi-hardcore. Seeks minions to sacrifice their lives in world domination attempt. Must be prepared to work 24-7 for fascist psychopath for close to no pay. Messy deaths inevitable, but costumes and laser death rays are provided. Would you join that guild? I kind of would. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. They do not sound semi-hardcore, though. <laughs> they don't like semi-hardcore. But uh, that's an in it stands out. You know, it's it's a different from the usual shit that you see everywhere. I like it. Yes, Mike, and your audience. This was the message that won me over. I decided to sell my soul and join semi-hardcore on an adventure that I could never in my life imagine where it would take me. 
I had a talk with the co-leader of the guild, a guy named Steadfast. He told me more about it, such as it was basically anti-political correctness. Mm. Then I'm out. That's when I'm out. Yeah, that's that's when I'm that's when I'm out. <laughs> that's the point. That was the red flag. That was the one. They said they like a lot of banter and jokes, but they do border on the edge of acceptability. It just sounds like you're going to call everybody gay all the time. It, that's just what that sounds like. That just sounds like everybody's gay all the time. That's what it sounds like to me, if I'm being honest with you. That's just that's just all I'm hearing when you say that. B banter. <laughs> banter. I then not got to know the guild master, Nino. To this day, I still don't know for sure if he believed the things they would say or if he was doing it for the memes. I am leaning towards the former. Hmm. Is it a character? Or is it real? Is it a character? Or is it real? So, classic WoW launches and the guild has gathered a surprising amount of members considering our values and flavor of banter. It wasn't a big guild by any means, but we're closing in on the 40 members mark to get a raid team going. I took time off work to level and play because, of course, I get to level 60 within a reasonable time frame and start gearing up together with my newfound friends. Eventually, the first raid comes around and I wasn't able to attend due to a reason I've forgotten by now, but it wasn't long until problem players started to show their ugly faces. And I don't mean that in terms of the banter. These were try-hard gamers who were gatekeeping guildmates for being too shit and not reaching level 60 yet. They felt that because some people were only 58 or 59, they were ineligible for loot despite still being invited to the raid. Yeah, yeah you can't do that. You know they're going to hit that level 60, like, really, really soon. And you can't raid without them being there. So, it's a, is it classic about the journey? Mm, I, I think, honestly, even by today's standards, in all the MMOs that we play, which now, like, the crawlers spans eight games at this point. Um, classic World of Warcraft epics still cause the most drama. I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but it feels to me like classic World of Warcraft epics still are the source of most drama. And I don't mean like classic The Burning Crusade or classic Wrath of the Lich King. Vanilla classic. Ash Candy, Thunder Fury, uh, Draconic Avenger. Those items, tier sets, still the biggest source of drama. Like Trinket of Ephemeral Power, those kind of things. I think even in TBC, people cared way less, even for things like Dragonspine Trophy. <laughs> to nobody's surprise, they did not last long in the guild. Uh, who didn't last long? I'm not sure who left. As they were either removed or they left on their own. Some time passed rather uneventfully with our guild, except for the fact that every single weekly Molten Core raid refused to give us the beautiful purples. 
Ask the audience and let them guess like you usually do. I don't know if this... Okay, it's a weapon from Molten Core. I don't think it was desirable, though. I think this is an item that they maybe got every week. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I did not keep up with the classic meta. Can anyone name the item that's here? I'm trying to check if it was actually considered great. Uh, I'll, uh, the Mage Blade? No, Mage Blade is not it. I don't. I honestly do not remember this being good, but apparently it is. It's a two-handed sword from Ragnaros. I'm pretty sure Bone Reaver's Edge. Yeah, Bone Reaver's Edge is the one. The two. I don't remember anybody wanting Bone Reaver's Edge. Am I crazy? I mean, I raided all Molten Core. I don't remember anybody ever giving a shit about Bone Reaver's Edge. It's insane in PvP. Hmm. It was all about uh, the other sword. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, there was another two-handed sword. I think it came from Gar or something like that. Uh, the proc is insane. I don't remember anybody losing their shit over Bone Reaver's Edge. But either way, this elusive piece of shit actually never dropped a single time throughout the entirety of Classic World of Warcraft for us. We actually went all the way into AQ40 without ever seeing a Bone Reaver's Edge drop. We had a rather prominent warrior... By the name of Alahard. Who was chasing this item for the longest time. Every single raid he was prey to RN Jesus. Please. I beseech you RN Jesus. He would beg. He would let just to be blessed with this mighty sword. But RN Jesus never answered. He even passed on an actual weapon upgrade. To make sure he would get the first Bone Reaver's Edge. <sighs> we would run higher raids and he was refusing weapons to make sure the eligibility would not be taken this of course without a doubt turned into one of the biggest memes in the guild it grew even bigger and more hilarious when he was doing molten core on his mage alt in his other guild and he saw bone reaver's edge drop on the first raid <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to us all dude it's like every time you swap characters that why do you think i've not made alts in dragonflight if it drops it drops i'm not raging i'm not being that way the blackwing lair itself though wasn't that eventful in terms of drama but when zulgarub was closing oh is it jinrock is it jinrock when zulgarub was closing in on release we had a little fella in the guild who wanted to borrow gold from the guild bank. He told us when he approached the team about it that he needed to borrow gold for an important cause. The issue was he would refuse, and I mean absolutely refused, to explain what it was for. It got to the point where he legitimately got angry with us and started spouting things like, my real-life friends always lend me money whenever I ask them, and they never ask why. They just lend it to me based on trust. It turned into quite a dramatic scene, where Steadfast then later had to have a private word with him. 
I don't think he got kicked from the guild. I could be wrong on this part. But I don't remember ever seeing him again in any of our raids or in G-Chat. But anyway, after Zulgarub released, your friends are idiots? A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Zulgarub releases. We're doing idle runs every reset to make sure to give people their shoulder enchants. Reputation and all the other nice things that came with Zulgarub. The issue here arose when people realized that this raid is pretty easy. This meant that the banter took over. We had split the raid into some groups. There were the notorious drinkers who only raided while drinking and our 420 blazers who saw this raid as an opportunity to, in their words, loosen up. Some of our runs were smoother and some of them were not so smooth. The one notorious run that I still remember to this day, though, is when Nino, our guildmaster, who at this point had started developing anger issues... In his real life, due to our guild members and the nature of the game, actually snapped. Oh, Jesus Christ. He went on a rampage one night on voice comms. He started insulting us more than usual. He let loose on his IRL gaming station. We could hear him smashing things in the room. Jesus, fuck. He then fell silent. Leaves the PC for about a minute or two comes back and announces that he's sorry he had to go and find a spare keyboard. We all thought it was hilarious. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> it was the realization, you see. It was the realization that he actually stocked spare keyboards because of his rage issues to make sure the raid could continue. As he said, it was more important that we continue the raid as he was the guild master then take a break because he'd broken hardware. At which point, when you're going out to the shops and you're buying spare equipment because you can't control yourself, do you feel it's a problem? I mean, I have spare keyboards, but stopping the stream because my keyboard broke is, you know, a thing. I mean, yeah, I have spare keyboards, but that's because, you know, I kind of need to be having it, otherwise work stops, you know what I mean? Isn't that normal? Are you guys stacking spare keyboards because you smash them up? Okay, sure. Also around this time as Ulgarub, one of our members had gotten a little more active in the guild discord out of nowhere. His name was Deflection. He's regularly posting content from his daily life. He essentially turned our discord into his vlog. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Every morning there was a picture of him walking and playing with his dogs. The progress he's made on his gardening, front and backyards. His dog's excrement during the walks if it looked suspicious. Uh... He would post four or five pictures and videos a day of all kinds of things that he was doing. So, we had one solution. We made him his own separate Discord channel where he could post to his heart's content. Allowing other members to mute that channel and never ever see those things again. So he decided to make a YouTube channel. <laughs> You're ignoring my Discord messages. So I'm going to make a YouTube channel to share it with the world. His YouTube channel, he started to upload videos and content from when he was younger. 
It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen someone do in an MMO ever. Just like everything else he'd done so far. But, let's move forward. We're getting closer to Ankaraj release. Steadfast, the co-leader, joint approaches me. Hey. Hey. I'm looking for someone who can edit this commercial video I found. It's going to be, and I quote here, it says this, a lit meme. Do you know anyone? I could probably do it. I've done a little bit of video editing before. Nice. Here's a long list of instructions, including which names to use and which character to place them on. Sure, what's the worst that could happen? Again, since this approach, I have now made a total of 23 videos meant to entertain a total of around 60 people. Uh, I even, uh, on the latest release, I even tried hosting a custom-made Jeopardy as part of the premiere. But later in our little guild's lifetime, AQ40 has released. The guild was pumped. We wanted to get all those new shiny items available to us while still putting in the minimum, minimum amount of effort. At least that's how some people felt. We had some who were going more than the extra mile in terms of preparation because sweats always are there. People were out farming nature resist gear, stocking up on potions, preparing for the war effort, and so on and so forth. And then there was this other guy. Our Warlock class leader. He was either aiming for a Scarab Lord, or he simply wanted to get the shiny weapon you get as part of the quest chain. Some people wanted to help him out. Some people didn't give a shit, because fuck that guy. So while he's working on all of this, and the guild is helping him with the big things, he starts to talk more than we'd really heard him talk before. And it became pretty apparent that he was on the loot council and was definitely the one who was corrupt on the loot council. In the way he said things, it was pretty clear that he'd been funneling loot to himself. I don't exactly remember how things turned out, but I believe he was removed very quickly from his loot council position, but stayed in the guild with us and his friend with whom he joined together. Out of solidarity for all the times he had helped us out, funneling loot to his friends, we helped him finish his questline. Well, that was a while after the gong had already been rung. At one point, he did leave the guild, but surprisingly enough, his friends stayed until the end of Classic WoW. His reason being that they're not married. They're only friends. And they could still be friends while playing in different guilds. He liked it here. He liked that the loot system was no longer corrupt because his friend was no longer corrupting it. Thus, he had no reason to actually leave. That's really sad. That's re I'm actually glad he's gone. Yeah, he's my friend. Yeah, he is. But he's kind of a dick. If I'm being honest with you, he's kind of a dick. So, like, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. I get it. Yeah, he's my mate, but he's still a dick. This is when Nino, our guildmaster, comes back into this tale. Because he's our big hero. And of course, he's the warrior main tank. And he has managed to acquire a Thunder Fury by leading this guild through weekly Molten Core runs. And the guild felt it was only right to honor our glorious German leader in his Thunder Fury. Because he was playing the Fury prop build for the big, big threat, he was undead. He was lacking the mythical plus five sword skill. And that's where the guild came together and gathers enough gold to buy him a shiny pair of Edmaster's handguards. I had those. I had those in like the first week of Classic. 
He was so happy that we made them for him that he used these gloves for five weeks before swapping into full protection because he thought it looked stupid on his character. I remind you that was 5,000 classic WoW gold that we spent on that. Smile. That's... I mean, they're still good, right? Even with Deep Prot? No? <laughs> they're, still, they're still good. 5,000 classic gold is a lot of gold. A lot of gold. Stream of privilege? No, I, I farmed the gold myself. I made it myself. We're moving on to Naxxramas. And before it manages to release, Nino and Steadfast had the fantastic idea of merging with another guild because too many of our players and apparently too many of their players didn't have the same gaming mindset that they were pushing for. The problem was this new guild that we were going to collaborate with weren't keen on our type of banter. We would clear AQ40 even more than we already do, seeing as people obviously love doing this amazing raid that's totally not a drag or a pain in the ass. So now every week for quite some time, our guild had a separate main had separate main raids. And then a joint alt raid for AQ40. Having some well-geared alts carry some low-geared alts. Loot distribution was nothing less than a total utter disaster. Our guild was running loot council. While the other guild was running EPGP. No one could agree on which system was better. So in an effort to maintain our partnership. Steadfast, Nino and the leaders of the other guild. Decided that it was possible to merge both loot systems into one. How the fuck does that work? How the fuck do you merge a points earned system into a loot council? <sighs> this led to all our players being confused. I'm confused. I'm confused at the suggestion of it. Wouldn't you just start a new one or a separate one for the, mer the merged runs? Wouldn't you just do that? You have yours for your main raid. We have ours and we'll use a third thing for our merged raid right in addition to being confused as to exactly how this would ever work huge flaws were quickly noticed gamers started to be gamers we obviously abused the living fuck out of the system putting more strain on both the attendees and the leaders of both guilds forcing them to update the loot rules and make multiple changes over the first two months both guilds hated each other's guild members and started using separate comms during the same raid It wasn't just the banter. This is so painful. Each guild believed that they were better than the other guild. And a definite resounding voice started to be heard that which the other each guild thought the other guild wasn't worthy of taking any of the loot because they weren't good enough and each guild was carrying the other guild. The situation seemed to escalate every single reset. People bringing worse and worse geared alts every time. 
rolling on bis items and taking them from main characters that are legitimately carrying that whole raid. This all came to a head when we reached a point of such degenerate behavior that one single reset of AQ-40 that we had farmed probably 30 times took four plus hours to clear. If that isn't bad enough, we didn't even manage to kill C'Thun on that reset. Needless to say, each guild's members were not too fond of each other at this point. Which is actually quite entertaining to remember, considering how things turned out later on after Nax had been out for a while, and the transition to the Burning Crusade, which is where we're going soon. At this point as well, one of our shaman healers was pretty dissatisfied with the loot system. It's important to note that he wasn't upset that he wasn't getting enough loot, rather that he felt that we weren't giving out loot optimally for guild progress. Basically, if I understand him correctly, he wanted us to give bis items and almost bis items to trials because that would accelerate their progress. Oh no. That's too communist. That's socialism, dude. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. That is, that's full socialism. No, we don't do that. No, no, no. They want to give like, what they're saying is, I've heard this before and I've shot it down in the past as a guildmaster, is if a dark edge of insanity, which is a two-handed axe drops from C'Thun, we should give it to the guy with the green sword instead of the guy with the ash candy because that would be a bigger upgrade even though this guy has been here for one day or a week that's just not gonna fly it's not gonna fly there's just no fucking way there's just no that's just not gonna fly <clears throat> no loot for all viva <laughs> viva the revolution <clears throat> His argument, of course, was that the guild would benefit far more and that the trials would likely stay because we were so generous. Never in the history of ever has that ever been the case. Since the first cavemen bought their Game Boys, that has never, never been the case. And it never will be. They probably think you're a fucking moron. And do you think they're going to stick around and be committed to your guild knowing that Johnny Two Dicks can join next week after they've progged all this content and just take all the loot? Because that's what you're telling them. Because even you would feel guilty if you joined a raid and took all the bis gear. Right? You were not sticking around. You're not sticking around for that environment. Like, I'll take what you're giving me, but fuck this. I'm not staying. <sighs> now... Our loot council was not ideal by any means. Uh, I know this very well because I was part of it. <laughs> and, well, considering I was the shaman class leader and officer since the early days of Molten Core, you know, I, uh, I got some loot myself. Eventually, because he didn't get his way, he decided to leave the guild because of its lack of progress mindset. You left the guild over that because they're not giving bis items to new players. I'm leaving the guild because of that. Okay, sure. Bye. It was a real shame. He was an excellent healer. But his attitude socially wasn't vibing with the rest of our members. He did come back again to the guild after a long break. I had to go through the trial process again 
Where he refused to give him loot. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, trial bitch. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. This is good times. I passed his trial, though. And then he left the guild again because we had clearly not changed our ways. Oh, lucky. But anyway, it's happening. We're heading to Naxxramas Necropolis. People are super hyped that we have reached this ultimate end and what may lie ahead. A lot of people have been prepping consumables, frost resist gear, of course, rep, even farming the Scourge invasion events to get enough sharpening stones to last them all the way to the Burning Crusade. This is what we call a semi-hardcore classic guild. And we can't have Thanos levels of perfect balancing if we didn't have the opposite type of raider either, now would we? We proceeded into Nax and beat some undead ass until the next drama appeared. It wasn't that we weren't killing things. Because we were. People were upset about our boss kill times in comparison to other guilds. And part of the problem that the guild, this, this is like hard, I'm pausing because this is hard to read. You're actually genuinely going to get upset here. Part of the problem, as the guild decided, was that too many sweaty nerds were using too many consumables. Meaning they had to stop DPS sometimes. After much complaining from the sweats, it was decided... This is painful, Bex. This is actually fucking painful. It was determined that the root cause of the problem was our guild master, Nino. Why? Because he was playing deep protection and not fury protection. So his threat per second was not high enough. The sweats who had farmed their sharpening stones and endless consumables were now demanding that our guildmaster switch his spec and alter his playstyle so that they could use all the consumables they had farmed. While the other half, who had not farmed any consumables and couldn't be fucking asked, were screaming, Let him play what he wants. We've literally killed everything. It's fine. Uh... Which camp are you in? Which camp are you in? I am with the sweats. Probably unsurprising. If you are not able to let your DPS DPS, that's a tank problem. That's a tank problem. If you are not letting your DPS DPS, that's a tank problem. I'm with the sweats, man. I think I think it's I think they're right. Like we can literally do this. This is a I as a long, long tank. I've tanked for fucking well over nearly two decades. That's a tank problem. Your DPS should be able to do what they want to do. And why why wouldn't you do that? I'm team sweat. I cannot deny we had killed everything. We killed every boss. It just wasn't as fast and efficient as people could do. Team Swap Spec, which is what we named them, was also bringing up the fact 
that he had banked the Edgemaster's handguards that we had fucking paid for. Oh my god, that came back from Molten Core. And re- that motherfucker, that motherfucker, we bought him the handguards. We bought him the handguards. Ultimately, our guildmaster, our protection warrior, Nino, made a post. In a true Giga Chad style. Dear Guild, I'm aware that some of you would prefer me to swap to Fury Prot so you can use your consumables and increase the DPS and speed of our raids. However, fuck you. I play how I want to play, and that's it. Full stop. Well, <laughs> well there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's it. You don't pay myself. There it is. Job done. Okay. Apparently, I later hear from Steadfast that Nino had actually entertained the thought of going to Fury Pro again because the guild had asked him to do it. And he didn't exactly hate the spec. He'd played it before. He just preferred prot because of the insane debates going on in Discord. It had made him stubborn. So he fucked them over. I can see that point of view as well. If you're bitching about it, I kind of just don't want to do it now. If you're being a whiner... After having gone through some challenging fights, actually one-shotting patchwork to everyone's surprise, we started progress... Oh, you haven't finished Nax progress yet. Okay, they killed everything up until now. All right. We start progressing to the final two bosses. Oh, Lower Feb and Four Horsemen, before being able to face Saffron herself. This is where my IRL friend, who's a normal raider, believes that it's appropriate to use and wear the trinket Orb of Deception while we're progressing on the Four Horsemen. Okay. I don't quite remember his reasoning as of now, but I do remember one of our officers being enraged about the situation. Quotes from this moment are, he's setting a bad example and he's wasting our time. But the worst offender of my friend was the fact that he didn't give a shit about officers or instruction in a video game. It did cost me... Wait, are you saying he wouldn't do a pull unless he had Orb of Deception on? Isn't that a 30 minute cooldown? Orb of Deception changed your character into the opposite race from the other factions. So Torrents became humans or something like that. Wasn't it like a 30 minute cooldown? I might be wrong. I have it for five minutes. Yeah? <sighs> he was removed from the raid on the attempt that we killed the four horsemen and was very vocally upset because we were interfering with how he liked to play. <laughs> I guess you're ruining how I like to play the game. Frankly, you are imposing your will upon my sub fee, and I pay my real life money for this, and you're spoiling it. Now, finally, we're standing before Saffron. The guild is still together, kind of. After months of progressing the rest of Nax. Oh, so it was slow progress, okay. We stand before Saffron. Months of progress, and of course, everybody knew that Naxxramas was coming. The raid call goes out. Guys, equip your frost resist gear. 
this is where we see the Thanos balance I was talking about. There were many, many people who had zero Frost Resist gear. Isn't the guild going to craft it for us? Hmm? You really expect me, moi, moi, to farm resist gear? <sighs> Luckily, the guild had used materials that other players had farmed, in addition to all the frozen runes collected in the raid, to craft epic frost resistance gear. Which was then given to the laziest of our raid team. So he could at least have a fair shot of saffron. I don't know. Nups is in the chat. I think he was there. I've been through this and I think I nearly lost my fucking mind. And I've got to take some of you back to the Burning Crusade and some of you weren't there. Do you remember... When we killed Allah, the famous firebird that drops the infamous mount. For the first time. And then it became apparent that nearly half of the raid had not done the quest. So we could get into Black Temple. Because you had to do Allah while wearing a costume. And as we looked around, as people were claiming they would put it on like during the fight. They don't worry about it. Then we looked at the corpse and we look at the screenshot and there is practically no one wearing that costume. And I was the guildmaster. I was the raid leader. And I go, why are none of you wearing the costume that is the quest? I haven't done it. But you told me you had. But I haven't. And don't worry about it. We'll, we'll do it again next week. Right? I'll have it done for next week, I promise. I'll have it done for next week. I guarantee it. Jesus Christ, man. So painful. So painful. It took us a few weeks to progress on Saffron. Really? No way. Weeks for Saffron? In addition to farming the other bosses, morale was dipping so low because, well, we couldn't kill... Don't you just hide behind ice blocks? Is there anything else that happens in Saffron? You just hide behind ice blocks, right? And there's blizzards. I'm pretty sure that's it. We barely make any progress, if at all, during some of those weeks. There's ticking frost damage, but you've got frost aura, frost totem. They've got resist gear. He said they had resist gear. Other than that, I mean, they said it took weeks. They were trying to kill it for weeks. We barely made any progress, if at all, during some weeks. Then, there was a miracle. Almost as if green Jesus had heard our prayers. We got a godlike pull on Saffron. Got all the way to 35%. And now this is where it gets sad, Mike. We had not gone past 70% in four weeks. Four weeks to 70%. <laughs> Isn't that like the pull? <laughs> it was like a sign from the heavens. We could now see that her immortality was just a myth. Because even gods do bleed. 
At least you had some fun about it. We make a few more attempts just to get that feeling again, and then we prepare for the ultimate attempt. The fight that would change our perception of reality forevermore. The following day, we tell everybody, be ready, because the dragon falls. Get everything you can. Assemble your troops. For tomorrow, we step into the bowels of hell itself. And into the frozen wasteland, we will emerge victorious. And the bones of Saffron will line the floor. And we will crush them beneath our feet. Tonight, my friends, we dine in frozen hell. We as a guild set out to grab world buffs. We get Rallying Cry. We get Warbringers. We fly to Fellwood to get the Songflower. We Hearthstone to Booty Bay. Charge the Alliance-infested Yojamba Isle. Absolutely massacring everyone that dared to stand in our way. We turn in the heart of our car to get our final Spirit of Zandalar world buff. Our mages grant us portals to the Undercity. And in the most magnificent line of bats I've ever witnessed, we fly as one unified army to Flight's Hope Chapel and make our final strides towards that citadel. With consumables filling our stomachs and bravery radiating from our very beings, we pull the dragon. We shatter her health bar so hard that she returns to her original pre-pull phase. Glorious cheers and roars can be heard over the Discord voice comms as we distribute the loot she had. Now, only one thing stands in our way. Only one thing to cement our guild in the history books. Kel'Thuzad. We don't even wait a second longer than needed before charging headfirst into that room. Failing the encounter because we're not actually that good. <laughs> I just immediately die. Did you lose all your world buffs? I know they made some weird thing in Classic that like bundled all your world buffs into some sort of weird item or something. But if you died, did you lose them? I assume. This is classic. This is classic era. This is actually just classic. Wow. I'm not sure. I know they, like, stopped because people were logging their characters all day so they wouldn't lose their world buffs and shit, so they bundled it all in. We're not that good, Giga Chad. <laughs> it takes some more attempts, but not even close to the time it took us to kill Saffron. We defeated Kel'Thuzad two times. Before our leaders, Nino and Steadfast, decided that it was time to move on to a German-only server to play for the Burning Crusade. This was months before the end of Vanilla. It killed our guild overnight. They were the ones that were doing everything. They were the ones who organized everyone. And when it came to any sort of raiding, when we asked the question, we had 49 members of the guild... Who wants to take up the mantle? Silence. Dead silence. Nobody. Nobody wanted to run the guild. Sometime later though, because the Discord server was still active, one of our members announces that he will rebuild the return, the Burning Crusade, and it will be glorious. We will climb that mountain once again. So let's go to the Burning Crusade release. I power level, gear up the first week, managed to do week one Karazhan, and it was super fun. But there's already huge issues bubbling in our reformation. Apparently the guild was once again formed with two different types of people. But now we're even further apart in the gaming mindset. 
The old school guild members are super chill, laid back, relaxing. While members from other guilds had read our brand new advertising motto, which had promised a super hardcore top passing guild. Why would you advertise that if you have absolutely no intention of providing that environment? Why would you ask for the sweatiest of the sweats to join your guild? So what happens is the guy who made the new guild left before the end of the second reset. (laughs) He deleted his Discord account and was never seen again. (laughs) Drops Mike, leaves, makes guild, says it's super hardcore, just leaves. (laughs) Nope. I'm just blowing my nose. Sorry about that. I'm uh, very unwell, but it is what it is. <laughs> now, with the big guy gone, the people who joined with the promise of passing and hardcore raiding just left immediately. We literally lost 50% of our officer team in one evening alone. So, we were now the official guild of shambles. We had a drunken 420 blazer, got a hold of guild master for some reason, <coughs> And declares in his wonderful stone voice, Oh, man, we should probably just kill kill Gruel at least, you know what I mean? We just, yeah, fuck it, you know what I mean? We'll just make it like a Gruel raid, and, and we'll like call it a day after that. Okay. We have a plan. Our new leader is guiding us to victory. This will be our final corral. Our final stand. He gathers what's left of the guild, and then turns to the pug world. Nice. Gruel actually died, to everyone's surprise. And to celebrate this occasion, he decides that the guild should ninja the loot. As he was stoned, he announced the plan to ninja the loot on voice comms with the pugs there. Instead of master looting the loot to himself... He's so stoned, he's explaining to people why he's justifying the loot distribution. Jesus Christ. It took five minutes for him to muddle the words through why he was giving a healer trinket to our guild's rep paladin. So that he could eventually trade it to a healer instead as he was planning to respec at some point. So he should get priority on it. No, no, you don't see it, man. I'm not trying to ninja. I'm not ninjuring. No, man. I'm not. It's just that that guy, he's going to be a healer next week. He's rep because you're, like, you're here and a healer. He usually plays a healer. He does. He's totally a healer. Like, absolutely. He's rep now because we had too many healers. So he respect for, like, the good of the raid, yeah? But he's usually a healer for sure, dude. So I'm going to give him the healer trinket. You're a healer now. I get that. And you're here as a healer. But that guy's also a healer. He's just not healing right now. But, like, tomorrow he'll be healing, right? So I'm just going to give it to him instead. No, I'm not ninjuring. No, no, no. I was joking before, dude. That was a joke. You don't get jokes. You you need to learn how to be funny, dude. (coughs) What few non-original members we had left the guild. Because they actually didn't want to be in a ninja guild. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? The new GM gave up the guild and died a second time. (laughs) 
That was the end of everything I've done in Classic and I haven't played since. Bravo. <laughs> that was the end. Nah, that's enough. F. <laughs> F. F for that one. That is an F as well. At least it was an interesting guild, right? It had some stories. Right, I have to find out about this. We have never had a story that comes from a single player game before in the history of doing this show. FF10 woes. FF10. Really? FF10. Okay. All right. No names, apparently. Well, apparently not. No, it's not a multiplayer game. Why would there be? That makes a lot of sense. All right. The tags here is I am better than Mike. Oh. Is this written to be offensive towards me? Is that what this is? Is this what you snuck in here, Bex? Is this is some sort of, like, let's shit on Mike situation? Okay. <laughs> I, I see. Yeah. Hello, Mike Chat and the YouTubers. As well, uh, as well, because that's likely where I'll see this due to I'm writing to you from Team USA and not being able to catch your streams often enough. As a regular of drama on YouTube, I just finished your playthrough of FF10. It reminded me you haven't had a tale of newbie woes and troubles of late. So here's mine from playing that game. I first learned of Final Fantasy from seeing my cousin play FF8. You remember that game, right? Let's see where this is going. And performing the summon, I only remember as brotherly love. And I instantly wanted to play it. Older cousins, as, older cousins as he is, I'm sure I pestered the hell out of him until he let me play. But when he did, the game I started playing looked different somehow. Better, maybe. I don't know, but it wouldn't be till some years later that I realized they were separate games completely disconnected. Oh, you thought it was... You thought all the Final Fantasy games looked the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My first time jumping into the world of Spira was maybe 9 or 10 years old. And I had next to no clue what I was doing and probably ran through half the enemies I encounter. You skipper! No skips. Never skip an encounter. So I wouldn't have to deal with them. Eventually, I got to a boss and my first Roblox wouldn't have to de- uh, Those two bosses- uh, My first Roblox. The two bosses leading up to the temple seemed almost impossible, wiping on them 50 times or so. At this time, I had no concept of grinding or what strength there actually was in levels. I thought I wouldn't be at this point in the game if I couldn't beat them. That's true, but you skipped all the enemies. I didn't grind. I didn't grind a goddamn thing. That is entirely true. There's no grinding in any of the FF games we've done so far. Just kill the things that you encounter. That's it. <laughs> Eventually, I dragged my underleveled ragtag team to the first fight with Seymour. And the next wall attempt after attempt Aeon after Aeon. I throw at him countless times until eventually I beat him. After that point, I remember taking a break from the game because it was too hard. <laughs> it took probably more than a year before I played it again. <laughs> when I did return, I was a little more of an established gamer. This time was different. This time I understood strategy. I threw, flew through Kilika. I got the Blitzball Cup. Fuck you, Mike. 
That's grinding. The blitz ball is grinding. Clearly it's grinding, right? If you've got the blitz ball cup, that's grinding. And <sighs> I found the hidden backstory of Waka, Lulu, Lulu's boobs, <laughs> Chapu and Luzu. But this fast pace would eventually hit our wall. The wall. Seymour once again reared his smug face upon Gagaset Mountain and I was unprepared. Every attempt just felt like crushing defeat and I began to see red. The rage took control of me and I swear I snapped because I still did not, it still did not occur to me to simply walk down the mountain and get some more levels. Or even in the calm lands because where the enemies were slightly weaker and easier to manage. But I was scared of the dreaded Marlboro. Yeah, fuck that Marlboro. And yeah, yeah, fuck that. The Calmlands Marlboro is a, is a crock of shit. And it's bad breath. So, what I did, instead, I grinded out every overdrive gauge, all of the parties, and all of the Aeons. I healed up with my potions, might I add. Mike, I can't tell you how many times I nearly had a stroke watching you use Yuna to heal the party. When you had capped potions in your inventory, complaining about low mana or mana issues, you complete noob. I was also getting Yuna experience, right? It was about utilizing the entire party, so I didn't have to go and fucking grind. And if you want to call me out, you fucking grinder, over-leveling the enemies. Yeah, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Going out grinding that shit out. I didn't grind a fucking thing. I faced that unspent, unsent bastard and let him have it unleashing everything. Ronso Rage, Bushido, Swordplay, all my Aeons. Even dismissing Bahamut to use Yuna's overdrive with him again. After the dust had settled, he was nothing more than pyreflies in the wind. And I was the victor. Yeah, just use your Jimbo, dipshit. <laughs> Imagine doing the fights legitimately in Final Fantasy X. What a loser. <laughs> Absolute loser. All the sevens, baby. Roll them sevens. I continued on after that, getting to the cave zone, and immediately died to some enemy I had no business dying to. And I think I had to do the fight all over again, but I did it. And it was just as satisfying the second time around. I don't remember if I beat the game this time around, but I did eventually play it again some years later, knowing all the secrets thanks to the power of my gaming experience but mostly the internet, and went through almost all of the fights pretty trivially. I never stepped foot into the Omega Ruins. Pussy. Or that monster arena after the totally ass kickings they each handed out to me, but it was nice to see you do it and actually progress on the fights was cool to see. That's right, and I didn't grind. And I beat Omega, right? And now you look at these FF14 chuds wiping to it. Living in North America, I also missed out on most of the endgame bosses, like the Dark Aeons. Oh, uh, just Google your Jimbo kills Dark Aeons. <laughs> it's pretty easy, actually. Just Google your Jimbo kills Dark Aeons, and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> uh, uh, like the Dark Aeons, and one special, if you, uh, special ones you never got, so I won't spoil it for you in case you go back. But this has been my little tale of efforts. Oh, that was cute. That was really cute. North American version didn't have them. Oh, he says he had them. He said he has them. That's pretty good. How long is this other one? I've, my family's not home yet. Hold on. Hold on. We got time for one more? 
Yeah, let's do the dragons of bots. Come on, we, let's uh, let's have a slightly longer than usual drama time. Because that wasn't a drama story. That was more of just trying to shit on me. Unsuccessfully, I might add. Uh, well, we usually have plenty of stories come in. And we don't usually get to them all. Although, Bex does make sure the ones we didn't read do eventually get in. The dragons are bots. I don't know what this is about. But we'll find out. The dragons are bots. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to submit a tale about my experience with Dragonflight. Okay. Let me preface this tale with the fact I haven't played World of Warcraft since the start of Shadowlands, like many other people. And the hardest content available was Mythic Zero. I came back to my warrior because it's what I'm choosing to main for Dragonflight. Not because Fury is sweet and feels great, but because he is my blacksmith and the new profession system looks aces. And it feels like there's a reason to work on my professions past the first couple of months. Yes, there is. Have you joined the cartel? Have you? I hope you've joined the cartel, otherwise they will break your thumbs. Because that's apparently what is happening in World of Warcraft's profession system right now. You either obey the rules... Or they will come for you, and they will smash you up. <sighs> that all said, I came back to this terribly geared character who didn't even have the item level to join heroic dungeons. There are cartels? Yes, there are cartels. After a mix of grinding normal dungeons and some event gear, though, I was able to queue not only heroics, but into the LFR. Oh, this is during Shadowlands. Oh, God. Oh, no. You didn't have enough gear to join... Shadowlands Heroics and you joined just before Dragonflight? That's a bummer. I started with Castle Nathria, which went without a hitch that fights. The fights were fun and exciting and I missed out on a lot. Then I followed up with the Sanctum of Domination and got immediately jumped to Sylvanas. A little bittersweet to start with the end boss, but this was fine. I was seeing the raids before they left and that's what I was aiming for. This one I had to queue a few times, leaving groups in progress and rejoining groups, eventually settling for the fact that I'll be doing all of Sanctum's bosses out of order as people were wiping still. People were wiping on Sylvanas LFR at the end. That's really sad. Bummer. Finally, I came to Sepulchre, the final stretch on my journey, but I will not make the same mistake again. I queued for all of the sections of the raid except for the final boss, the Jailer. I was definitely going to save him for last. I battled through Anduin, which was a hell of a fight to watch and be a part of as the rest of the fights were fun, but I couldn't tell you the boss names. I, Holondris? You forgot Holondris? De Sausages? You forgot De Sausages? Ancient Protector? You forgetting these people? Rude. I, of course, never doing this fight or even watching videos, immediately walked into one of the holes, thinking it was just a part of the floor, a shiny part I could walk over and instantly died. That's ah, okay. So did the world first players. <laughs> and had my body disrespectfully thrown back onto the platform for all to see. It's okay though, right? It's LFR. And my first time here, the group wipes. We get our first stack of determination. Move on to the next pull and I'm seeing the fight. Learning the fight. Hiding, learning about uh, mind control. Hiding behind pillars and to jump in the holes only if you had the bombs. I was having fun. We wipe again. But not a big deal. There's probably a lot of fresh faces like me returning to Dragonflight. Just starting their new Drakthir and getting used to the class. Our second stack of determination was applied. We go in the fights, going smoothly. We start seeing the Defile. And mind controls are still going, but I start to notice a trend. 
every mind control, there is consistently three or four people getting hit by it. And all of them are dragons. Now, I don't know if it's the exact same dragons, but it definitely was all dragons. We wipe. We got a third stack of determination. We all start getting back up and prepared when someone ninja pulls before half the raid is even on the platform. And I'll tell you what, Mike, that son of a bitch jailer didn't care if you were on his platform or not. I swear to you, when he started mass mind controlling, he dragged my defenseless dark eye into him and didn't even have the decency to make sure I made it onto the platform. I hit the rim, fell to my death, before having my body again thrown back onto a pile of corpses. Half! Half of the team carries on for some time before they wipe. Four stacks of determination. I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I'm now telling people how the fight works. I start explaining, when towers go up, you should probably hide. It's better than being dead and having no damage. But again, mind controls out, and four more Drakthir turn on their comrades, and a name finally stands out to me. Carl. Carl the Dragon is being hit by every mind control. I don't even know if he's doing damage, but every time my boss mod pops up with who is mind controlled, there's Carl, proud and strong. We get to the phase with Defile, and I shit you, the green scaly motherfucker is standing in the first pool to pop up. Doesn't move. Carl doesn't type. Carl doesn't cast. He's not even emoting for dramatic effect. He's just standing in stupid until he eventually dies. And Carl's lovely pool now fills half of the room. We eventually wipe again. Reaching five stacks of determination. I decide, even though I've only been back in the game a week, that I should do something that only can happen in World of Warcraft. I suggest we kick Carl. The motion to kick Carl fails. We get to the platform, readying up, and everyone is screaming in rage chat how to do this, what to do, and when eventually another voice speaks up about Carl and the motion to kick happens again. This time it's successful, and I see it. Carl has left the raid group. We pull the jailer and kill him. Now, I'm not saying Drakthir are bots, but I think a real human would have figured out how to follow that group up. One more little bit about my pre-patch experience is later that week, I got a whisper from Carl. Carl said I was a bully and that he was still learning the fight and it was unfair that he should have been kicked from the raid and he had seen in the chat log that I was the one who had instigated it. I tried to reply, but he had gone. Carl may not have been a bot. Carl may not even have been AFK. Carl was AFK. <laughs> Carl was totally AFK. Carl was second monitoring you, bitch. <laughs> he was probably on another character in the same raid. He was absolutely doing that. <laughs> well, what happened next is I was taking full advantage of the XP farming in the Badlands and capped two more characters. But my shaman had a hard time with this due to having entirely BFA gear. 
Luckily, I eventually ran into a helpful pally who was actually very pleasant and helpful in power leveling my character for a few gold. I thanked him profusely and he thanked me for thanking him. And despite me having to basil res me several times so I wouldn't miss XP, it was an interesting way of getting my character ready. Now I have a message for Carl. I don't know if Carl watches drama. But if he does, I'm not sorry. You had made me toxic and I had only been playing World of Warcraft for seven days. I do want to thank our paladin for helping out a pitifully geared shaman. But Carl, you failed LFR no more than five times and you caused a giant defile patch. You're bad and I hope you've quit. Thank you, Mike, for reading my story. <laughs> that was kind of personal. Yeah, the message for Carl. Screw you. Screw you, Carl. Just letting you know, I still think about it to this day. And screw you, Carl. Screw you. That's harsh. But that will be the end of drama for today. As my nose is filling up again, I'm going to love you and leave you and have a great weekend. I am seeing some wonderful people tomorrow. We are going to be doing some office stuff, which we should have another update for you. Other than that, be aware we have our Final Fantasy XIV party next weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Next weekend, if you've not been to a Final Fantasy XIV party before, I urge you to attend. They're super fun and you can do it for free. Uh, Bex has been awesome and made a little guide here for anybody who hasn't played FF14. You don't need to pay anything. You just need to show up. It'll be next Saturday. We've got DJs all day, like 12 hours of DJs. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a really good party. We'll also have some competitions giving away a couple of hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars worth of stuff. So, look forward to seeing you there. All right. Other than that, have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you again on Monday. Bye, everybody.